Um, uh, Gia Gwiv, Accordia. We are here today to talk about housing. There are 5,815 families on the housing list of Dublin Corporation at present. 2,407 families are currently sharing with other families. 2,162 families are looking for transfers because their home is too small. It was 1979, my first political meeting. And that's mostly young married couples, starting families. Marriages that don't last sometimes because of the strain of bringing up kids when there's no room for them. Me ma saw the poster. She dragged me along. 2,343 families have no bathroom. Some of them don't even have a toilet in the flat. They have to use a bucket at night so as not to have to send their kids out into the corridor. The fellow was a teacher from Ballybock. His name was Tony Gregory. Some of you know what this is like firsthand. I knew what it was like. We were one of those families. And I know you don't want to be sitting on a housing list waiting for a house somewhere miles away. You want to live here, where your families have lived for generations in this community. The corporate had said they were going to knock down our houses and move us out into the suburbs. The corporation talks about revitalising the urban fabric with its motorway and multi-storey car park. But who's going to use them? You or not? You're going to be detenanted. Gregory wanted to build homes here, in town instead. We, in the North Centre City Community Action Project, we are here today to launch our alternative housing plan. A plan that will house more than 2,250 people here in the Centre City. But the plan's not enough, because the corporation won't pay it any attention. We have to force them to listen to us. So we have to take to the streets, Gardner Street, this Friday, Rush hour, 5pm, a sit-down protest. I hope you'll all join us. Thank you. I'm Eileen, by the way. You could say that meeting changed my life. Corporation has announced significant changes to the development plan for Dublin following local opposition to the plan, which included a rush hour sit-down protest on Gardner Street. This resulted in the arrest of one protester who was later released without charge. Woohoo! Free the Dublin one! Barry ran the project, working out of his Treadbare office in Summerhill Parade. <laughs> the Dublin one! <laughs> Liam was the local social worker. He was constantly in and out. So comrades, come rally, and the last fight let us face. Come on, Tony! International! What's next? Ah, Tony, would you relax? We've had a win. We've had one win, Barry. We have to beat them every time. They only have to beat us once, and everything we fought for is undone. They'll be back with this development plan, or more like it. More motorways running through our community, more housing being bulldozed, more families being turfed out to the suburbs. And we'll fight them. Mobilise people. On the streets. In the community. Demanding our rights. Community action. It's not enough. For what? To make a difference. It has a sustainable made a difference. Not just campaigns, not just blocking things, but getting our hands on the levers of power. <laughs> Listen to him. You think he wanted to run for the carpo? <laughs> the carpo. <laughs> he does want to run. Yeah, fuck. The local joke. elections are a couple of months away. We have a platform now. A profile. We've had a win. 
We can build on it. Build what? An empire? Spare me the claptrap, Barry. No, no, let's hear them out. Build what? A movement. This is a movement, a community movement. A political movement. One that can win seats. Seats? In the corpo. Or the doll, maybe. Well, you'd better go out and get yourself a bleeding silk scarf, then, if you're going to be a TD and a posh car yeah, for your hear free them out, parking. Hear them out. What use are seats? The system is stacked against us. Maybe it's not that black and white. Maybe there are people on the inside, in the corporation, in the departments, in the parties even, who want to do things, good things, but they can't see how. And they don't have the political support. Maybe if we had someone on the inside, we could help catalyse that. Ah, uh, this is revisionism. Think about it. You on the outside, in the project, protesting and lobbying, and me on the inside. Your voice in the corporation chamber. Your voice in the back rooms where the decisions are made. And you supposedly a socialist. Where did you get this reformist rubbish? Could you leave off the orthodoxy for even a moment? Look at the people you're talking about working with. Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael. One more reactionary than the other. They use emigration to get rid of the dissidents, the church to shut up those who remain, and they co-opt anybody who's left by convincing them the country depends on international capital to survive. What use is a theorising ourselves out of power? The levers of power are held by politicians. Decisions about money, legislation, services, housing. Why would you remove yourself from that? Because it's corrupt. Party politics is corrupt, but I could run as an independent, a community candidate. We have a platform now, as community activists. We're growing participation here, building capacity. It's slow, but we're making some headway. Turn ourselves into a political movement, we jeopardise all of that. One stroke of a bureaucrat's pen, and all we've built here, this project, is gone. Getting someone elected will help protect it. What happened to the revolution, Tony? I don't want to spend my life waiting for it. I'm asking for your support. I can't do it without you. For God's sake. You're not going to support him on this bleeding ego trip. I don't know. He'd just be one voice like all the rest, drowned out in a mudslinging, scrabbling for crumbs of media time so his voters can remember he's alive. Maybe he'll be different. Ah, oh, for fuck's sake. This is me big entrance. Uh, the, the North um, Community Project? He's in there. Excuse me. Who are you? I'm here for the job. What job? The job in the bleeding door, Jesus. Was that how they taught you to apply for jobs in school? Well, you miss career guidance if you leave after your inter. But do you need a secretary, or don't you? Why do you want to work here? Well, cos me ma says go out and get yourself a bleeding job. With that attitude, I'm surprised you haven't had any luck. Look, I thought you were all activists in here. Why are you so square? Are you interested in activism? No, I'm interested in anything that'll pay me a fair wage at the end of the week. But if it helps, change this kip. Well, that's a bonus. Can you type? I've done a typing course. That's not the same thing. I can type better than your current secretary. We don't have a secretary. There you go. OK, go on. I'll give you a go. So, that's how I started. Secretary to the North Centre City Community Action Project. Kneecap, as it was known.
In the meantime, Tony Gregory was elected to corporation. He used to come in and out and get me to do his typing for him. Will you do this for me, Eileen? Course, Tony. Which was all grand, as long as it didn't clash with me duties. What's that? It, it's Tony's typing. And have you done the typing I gave you? But Tony said it was urgent. Tony! Ah, oh, what are you moaning about now? I'm trying to run a project here. And I'm trying to build a political movement. And your movement does not take precedence over this project. It's just a letter. It's always a bloody letter, when I need to get letters out. I'm trying to get a bathroom for Mrs Lillis. Don't get self-righteous with me. Don't be so high-handed. Look, I'll do it in me lunch break. Jesus. I'll get it all done. In December that year, 1979, Jack Lynch resigned as Taoiseach and George Colley was expected to replace him. But he was defeated in the leadership contest by one Charles J. Hockey. Shortly afterwards, our new Taoiseach appeared on the telly to talk to us directly. I wish to talk to you this evening about the state of the nation's affairs. The picture is not, unfortunately, a very cheerful one. As a community, we are living way beyond our means. We have been living at a rate which is simply not justified by the amount of goods and services we are producing. To make up the difference, we have been borrowing at a rate which just cannot continue. We will have to cut down on government spending. But Charlie thought he could get a mandate for his cutbacks. So May following year 1981, he called a general election. But he lost narrowly to Gareth Fitzgerald who had put together a minority coalition government of Fine Gael and Labour, relying on support from independents. And then Gareth and his finance minister, John Bruton, well, they tried to bring in an austerity budget and would you believe they put VAT on children's shoes? Not charging VAT on children's shoes was unfair. Uh, some women have smaller feet and therefore they were able to buy children's shoes for themselves. VAT free, it had to be stopped. But the independents pulled their support and in January 1982, just seven months after it was formed, Garrett's government collapsed. And all because they put VAT on children's shoes? But the idea that my government collapsed because of the VAT on children's shoes is a myth. The actual reason was because of a change to food subsidies which antagonised the independent TD, Jim Kemi. Whatever. There was another election and Tony ran. Alice Glenn is thereby eliminated. I declare Tony Gregory elected TD for Dublin Central. So comrades, come rally And the last fight let us face Hold me down, you idiots The internationality Unites the human race I'll see you later Where are you going? Offaly Tony Leave him What the fuck's in Offaly? His mother's grave So we thought that was an achievement, just getting elected Little did we know what was coming. And with the final results of the election now in, the two most likely government options are neck and neck. Fianna Foyle has 81 seats, while Fine Gael and Labour combined have 78 seats. Based on their previous record, it now seems likely that the few independents and the three TDs of Sinn Féin, the Workers' Party, could bring the two sides to 82 seats each. That would place the young independent from inner-city Dublin, Tony Gregory, in the extraordinary situation of being kingmaker on his very first day in the door. This is it. The fucking revolution. The North Centre City Community Action Project? Yes. 
Yeah, Tony Gregory works from here. We can bring the whole thing down. Expose us for the sham that it is. I will, of course. Thank you for calling. Hey, that was the Summerhill Flats tenants group. They want us to get them bathrooms. So, lads, Hawhey or Fitzgerald. What a choice. A gangster capitalist. Or a reactionary imperialist. The North Centre City. Tony Gregory's office. Go ahead. There is no choice. We can't in conscience support either of them. Well, sort of. What? Abstain on the vote for Taoiseach? Yes. Why should we accept the choices that the establishment forces on us? Yes, I'll mention it to him. And look, we'll get back to you later. Thank you. The Corpo's work department is letting people go. She wants us to try and save our son's job. We have a once-off opportunity to send a message to the political class that we won't play their games. That we won't be co-opted. Tony Gregory's office. How can I help you? What does that get us? Contraception. Respect. Look, I think you need to talk to your doctor about that, love. Self-respect. If I'm not supposed to vote for a Taoiseach, what the hell am I supposed to do? I see. Do what you were elected to do. Represent people. Help fix their problems. Speak out for them. Oh, thank you. I will. Bye. Stand up for left-wing values. Yeah, she thinks we should be able to get condoms without prescription. What about working with the left-wing? There's no decent left-wing in this country. Office of Tony Gregory TD. The Workers' Party. The Stickies. The Curra. This is Summer Hill. The fucking Stickies. Their policy platform is close to ours. Ah. There's too much bad blood between Tony and the Stickies to work together. Maybe there's too much in common not to. I will. I will. Thank you. The bang-bang stuff. That's all in the past. He says prisoners are being abused in the military prison in the Curra. He wants to get it closed. If we agreed a common platform, we could bring it to Fitzgerald and Hockey, we'd have more leverage. Christ. Tony Gregory's office. What do they think? That we're going to auction his vote to the highest bidder? Reach out to the stickies, Tony. Suggest a common front. A left block. I will, yeah. Thanks for taking the trouble. Look, she's living in a one-room flat with two kids. Gloucester Place, there's no bathroom. They're on the housing list, but it's not going anywhere. She wants us to get her a home. For once, the left in Irish politics could have a crucial voice. Because for the first time in Irish political history... Uh, five socialists hold a balance of power in the doll. So it's a very good hand we've been given. So it's up to ourselves to play the hand to the best of our ability. Well, it looks like as if Fianna Fáil now are in a stronger position well, to form a government. No, yeah, except because they'll have to do what he never that he said he'd never do. They'd have to start house riding. Right, PJ. This Gregory fellow. He's 35, scholarship boy, O'Connell's, now a school teacher, mother from a small farm in Offaly, father was a docker, and they lived in a one-room flat in Ballybock, moved to a house on the canal in Sackville Gardens, still lives there with his brother. Not married? Uh, bit of a ladies' man. Ah, uh-huh. uh-huh. Politics? Republican socialist. He was in the officials. Oh, the fucking stickies. And that had him kicked out of one of his first teaching jobs. Then Seamus Costello split from the officials and formed the Irish Republican Socialist Party and Gregory followed him out. Was he close to Costello? Very. And it was the official IRA shot Costello? On the North Strand, a stone's throw from Gregory's house. So there isn't a chance in hell that Gregory will do a deal with the stickies? You never know, boss. He's a dark horse, Gregory. He's an individualist. Mm. You need to split him from his group. Bring him out here. Seduce him. Mm. Set it up, PJ. So, Tony reaches out to the stickies, but there's no common front. They make polite noises. Everybody knows the media are watching. 
but he quickly realises there's no prospect of an alliance with them. That leaves two straight options, Charlie or Garrett. And both of them come calling. Reminds me of why I left the stickies in the first place. Well, at least nobody shot anyone. What's next? Mr. Hoy's coming in tonight, and we're still waiting to get a confirmed date and time for Mr. Fitzgerald. I'll leave you to it. I don't fucking want to meet either of them. We meet them together. What's the point in me being there? I don't think we should be talking to them. Well, in fairness to Fitzgerald, at least he has some kind of vision for social justice. It's a sham. At least Hoy doesn't dress himself in self-righteousness. Hoy just says what people want to hear. He's, he's a populist. That's just what people say when they disapprove of what's being said. He nearly started a war in the North just to prove his green credentials. There is a war in the North. Or hadn't you noticed? There's a mindless sectarian conflict, Tony. Fomented by your former comrades in the Republican movement. They're fighting to free themselves from British imperialism, a plight to which we abandoned ah, them. that's nonsense. If this is about the North, Tony, then I'm out altogether. It's a hundred miles up the road. The North Centre City Community Action Project. It's the first mile we're worried about. What's Kinsley? I'll take it. I'll, uh, transfer you to Mr Gregory now. Gregory here. Ah, Mr Gregory. Uh, PJ Mara here. Uh, Mr Hawhey is very much looking forward to meeting you and your team in Summer Hill this evening. Yes. I, I just thought, uh, well, Mr Hawhey just thought, uh, sometimes it's useful to establish a rapport between the principles in a negotiation. A certain trust or affinity, man to man, as it were. Uh, we thought perhaps you might like... You might find it useful to meet with Mr. Hawhey informally, uh, socially, here in Kinsley this afternoon. This afternoon? Yes. Uh, just yourself. Just myself. Are you out of your mind? No way are you meeting them on your own. We meet them together. Tell Mr. Hawhey we're looking forward to welcoming him to Summer Hill this evening. We'd better get prepared. If this is about you and Hoggy and a United Ireland, I'm out. It's not about a United Ireland. If we make this about the North, it'll split us. We'll park the North. Agreed? Agreed. Eileen, have you the list of calls we've been getting? The issues? What is this? An auction? No, we can make it more than that. Not just local issues. A programme of reform. A national programme. with? No one. He drove himself? No. That looks like your man Bertie driving the car, but he's not coming in. <laughs> Charlie's on his own. Well, there's no nonsense about Charlie. He walks straight in, looks around the office, not judging, just sizing us up. I know what I want, gentlemen. What do you want? Eileen. I've typed up our list, have it ready, I hand it to him. He reads it down real quick. Well, gentlemen, I think we can do business. Let me get back to you with some uh, further proposals. We don't really appreciate this at the time, but at this precise moment, Tony is the least of Charlie's worries. He has money problems that we'll only learn about later. Much later. And he has political problems. Because the disappointing election result means that some of his own TDs are out to get him. There's a series of stories in the papers about who these Fianna Fáil rebels are. <laughs> they call it the Dump Hoggy campaign. Before he can do any deal with Tony, Charlie has to whip his own people into line. 
Ah, uh, yeah, I, I see her on the, uh, the, the list in the paper. The Dump Hohey campaign. Well, I'm glad you were surprised because the, the, the boss was very surprised. Not that he's one to bear a grudge, oh no. Well, he does have one hell of a long memory, mind. And then he'll move very quickly to appointing a government. Oh, oh he'll, have, uh, he'll have a lot of positions to fill. It would be a great shame if we were to lose the chance to form a government because some of our own people were disloyal. It would certainly be difficult to forget any act of disloyalty. I appreciate that. And so will the boss. Ah, I knew I could rely on you. Uh, the boss will be grateful. The embattled Fianna Fáil leader Charles J. Hohey has emerged from the parliamentary party meeting with his grip on the party reinforced. RTE understands that the challenge to his leadership was withdrawn at the last minute. And I think we can go now to the press conference. We are a totally united party. And we are going to give this country stable government for the next five years. Jesus. Fitzgerald's here. Gareth Fitzgerald had been slower to get in touch, but when he eventually comes to Summerhill Parade, he comes prepared. Gentlemen, I've taken the liberty of preparing a document as a basis for our discussions. I think the most pressing issue clearly is... Housing. Education. Uh, Housing. You've seen the state of the housing here. Summerhill. Yes. Gardner Street. Sean McDermott Street. Henrietta Street. Yes. It's extraordinary, isn't it? Some of the finest examples of Georgian architecture in these islands. Did you know Henrietta Street was built by Gardner, who gave his name to Gardner Street? 1720s. He was a politician as well, an MP, though, for Tralee, I think, curiously. We want to see a major social housing project on the Dublin port site. Ah, yes, uh, the port site, of course. I think we could put together a consortium to buy it. A consortium? Oh, yes, it's all in the document, but I'm afraid I'm under time pressure. I think the most efficient would be to proceed through this in sequence. As you know, I have a long-standing interest in education. The kids here leave school at 14. Exactly. But why? Because their parents and their grandparents left school at 14. They left to go and work in the docks. But when containerisation came in, the work all went. Uh, which is why we have to equip this new generation for the new economy. What new economy? Technology. Technology? Uh, I've been talking to a company in the multinational sector about setting up a pilot scheme. We'd put computer terminals in schools with training courses on them. The whole thing would be run from the multinational's mainframe in London. I think a more immediate concern for local kids might be basic materials. Like school books? Copy books. Oh, of course, of course. I have a whole plan here. This whole area will be led by an educational task force. Uh, uh, let's look at the detail. Garrett gets so wrapped up in his education stuff... If you see on page four... He runs out of time to talk about anything else. Oh, good Lord, I'm late. Uh, uh, my apologies. Uh, but we haven't talked about the Dublin Port site. It's all in there. And housing. Go over the document and let me know what you think. But do you agree there could be social housing on the Port site? Oh, yeah, in principle, of course. Oh, have you thought about uh, where the money for it could come from? So Charlie also puts together a document for Tony and sends it round to us. By the time of his second visit to Summerhill, Tony has his response ready. Mr Hawhey, we have prepared some further thoughts in response to your proposals. As Charlie sits down, the head of the table, real grand-like, and he just starts to read, quietly. I can't nationalise the fucking banks. What do you think this is? North Korea? The control of capital by the private sector reinforces the oppression. We're reliant on international borrowing to fund the state. That requires market confidence. No Fianna Fáil Taoiseach would ever nationalise the banks. No, 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 that's, that's, that's out. He reads on scowling. 
You want to put an oil refinery in Dublin Bay? The Russians would pay for it. Oh, no doubt they would. He reads on now, we're scowling. Ah, the Kenny report. <laughs> that old canard. It's the key to achieving a sustainable housing policy. It's the key to destroying wealth and undermining the property market. Land has become a commodity. Speculators are hoarding it, driving up prices, making it unaffordable for the corporation to acquire for social housing. The Kenny report addresses that. I consider putting a tax on derelict sites. Ah, that's just tokenistic. I can't just abolish property rights. Gentlemen, these are national issues. This is a national programme. Your expertise is local. That's what I need. We want to see Dublin Corporation returning to building large-scale social housing. Excellent. But this year, we think they could build 1,600 houses. Very good. Well, rising to 2,000 by 1984. Good. But that's beyond their current capacity. We'll ring-fence funding for it. We believe there's potential for a large-scale public housing project on the Dublin Port site. And nationalise it. Where are you going to get the money? I'm a Keynesian. I believe in borrowing for investment. We have proposals for creating 3,000 new jobs in this area at a cost of £20 million. Mm. Over how long? Three years. Have you factored in inflation? They're just initial sums. currently running at almost 19%. That'll need to be £30 million then. Well, you're, uh, you're pushing an open door, gentlemen. Let me come back to you on this shortly. Oh, by the way, uh, Mr Gregory, my wife and uh, children, if I'm to be elected Taoiseach on Tuesday, I want them to be there. And she'll need to make some arrangements. It, uh, it would help if I could give her some notice. We'll be back to you before Tuesday. Charlie, Hahi or Fitzgerald, Fina Gale or Fina Fall, Tweedle Dumb or Tweedle Day, or to howl it all and let the whole lot sink together. The days bleed into each other, but one thing is clear Tony has to decide by the time of the doll vote for Taoiseach. With the doll due to resume tomorrow, there's still no confirmation of whether there's likely to be a deal to secure the election of a Taoiseach. It appears likely that the vote of the independent TD, Tony Gregory, will decide it, but as yet he's keeping his cards close to his chest. We should talk to Fitzgerald again. It's too late. There's 24 hours. We have to prepare a document, get it printed, signed, witnessed. It's Hawhey or no one. And what's the long game? In 10 or 20 or 30 years from now, this will be the moment that the rot stopped, that this community was shown a bit of respect, that it started to recover. The long game is we make Charles J. Hawhey Taoiseach. So whatever comes next, this is on us. Don't be so bleeding melodramatic. You've changed your tune. Hawhey surprised me. He gets it. He's a Northsider. Who cares about the fucking river? He stands for everything we're against with his mansion and his fucking horses. He'll run the state like a fiefdom. He ran guns to the provost, for Christ's sake. Well, at least somebody was willing to stand up for the we nationalists. We agreed to park the North. I'm not talking about the North. I'm talking about the character of the man you want to make Taoiseach. I have one of 166 votes. Because of a freak of politics, we have the chance to make that vote count for our people. The, the people ringing that phone. The people who want to save their son's job from cutbacks in the corporate wards. I just want a bathroom. This is the most influence they've ever had. This is a stroke. No, it's not a stroke if it's out in the open. We're going to shout it from the rooftops. If anyone else did this, we'd call it a stroke. 
It's exactly how we believe politics shouldn't work. Why? Why shouldn't it work like this? Because it's clientelism. You mean he's doing something for us because we're doing something for him? Uh, yeah. So what's wrong with that? Politics should be about doing what's right because it's right. Because it's in the national interest for the greater good. But isn't clientelism just what happens in politics all the time? Except we're never the client. He's just promising us whatever we want. He doesn't even know where he's getting the money. At least Fitzgerald believes some of this stuff about social justice. We may never have this influence again. Let's keep trying. One last effort to create an alternative. So they call Garrett. One last effort. And he says, come into the Taoiseach's office that afternoon. And off they go. How long have we been here? It's just 15 minutes. Relax. This is offensive. He's the Taoiseach. What are we doing here, anyway? He doesn't get it. We said we'd give it one more try. He agreed to meet us. Exactly. We requested it. We're pursuing him. He's not pursuing us. How he's pursuing us? We're pushing an open door. It's too open. What if there's a catch? There is a catch. He's CJ High. We do this and there's no going back. You'll have made him Taoiseach. You'll be forever associated with him. Can you live with that? Anyone see a phone? Why? To call Hawi. Right, I'm out. There's a phone out in the corridor. Come on. So, you'll have that on my desk for tomorrow? Yes, Tishak. Here's your brief for your meeting with Deputy Gregory. Oh. Uh, they were here a moment ago, Tishak. Well, they appear to be here no longer. I'll go and look for them. No, leave them go. It seems I have a speech to write. Speech, Tishak? Uh, the delicate art of congratulating Charles J. Hawhey on becoming Tishak. It didn't go so well the last time. Eileen! We've to type up a document for Hawhey. He'll be here in two hours. A deal? It's a programme. Liam! You didn't think I was going to leave you to screw this up on your own, did you? Good man yourself. Title page. Agreements reached by Charles J. Hawhey, TD, and Tony Gregory, TD. Come on, Eileen. Could the more you hassle me, the slower I get. Page. I've got it. Page one. Section one. Employment. Page. What's next? Housing. Where's the proposal? Oh, um, uh, oh, here it is. Just include that page as it is. Next. The Development Authority. Page. Next. The Kenny Report. I threw that out the last time. We could put it back in. What if he walks away? He can't walk away. Throw it all in. Page. Next. What about the motorway? We forgot the bleeding motorway. Where is it? Oh, um, oh, I've got it. Okay. Section six. Transport. Page. What else? Oh, condoms. What? The lady who phoned, she wanted to get the law changed on condoms. So you could buy them with a prescription. Ah, no. I don't think... We're pushing the boundaries out with this already. Fuck! What's wrong? I told you I needed a new typewriter. What are we going to do? I'm Mrs Manley down the road. She has one. Take these and finish them down there. Uh, don't forget the carbon paper. (laughs) 
So Charlie comes over half eight that night. I've just finished typing the deal. It's a bit of a mess, but nobody's looking too closely. Mr. Hawhey? Well, gentlemen, as Al Capone once said, it was good doing business with you. Uh, Mr. Hawhey? Yes? Would you fancy... Would you join us for a drink? I'd like that, yes. Um, gin and tonic, red wine, two Guinness. That'll be £4.91, please. Ah, I uh, never carry cash. I seem to be out myself. Oh. Um. Well, when you manage to dig it up between you, uh, you can drop it up to me, OK? Jesus. Almost a fiver for a round of drinks. What have you got? Here. That's it. I'll go up and pay. Good man. I'm going to the Jacks. You're from around here, Tony. Down the road. Ballybock. Charleville Avenue, originally. A house? A flat. How many rooms? One. Ah, a tenement. If you like. How many of you? Four. I've an older brother. How long were you there? Ten, twelve years. And then we moved to a house on the canal, Sackville Gardens. Corporation house? No, we couldn't get one. Oh. Why not? It was just two kids. They told me, ma'am, come back when you've six. Uh, she'd married late. She was too old for more children. They didn't care. A state that can't provide homes for its people is unworthy of the name. That's what we're trying to change. What happens when this steel falls? Why would it fall? Events, dear boy, events. Even with your vote, this government will be hanging on a thread. And when it falls, this deal is over. It is what it is. But you can do so much more. It's a long game. Not so long if you've people around you. I have people around me. They're good people, but they're not political. You need a political machine. We're building our machine. Not just a local one, a national one. <laughs> Fianna Fáil. Could be a good fit. My father had a photo of Michael Collins over his bed till the day he died. My father was in the Free State Army. This isn't tribal, Tony. We believe in the same things. Community, decency, getting things done. A fair Ireland. United Ireland. How do we make it so that no mother in Ireland is ever refused a home again? Maybe we do it one community at a time. Well, if you change your mind, you'll be pushing an open door. I call on Deputy Gregory to make his maiden speech. Deputies are reminded to treat the speaker with respect. Gurumahagut, a Keon Corla. Where's your time? Dublin Corporation's housing programme has been a scandal for years. Mr. Hawhey has committed himself to the allocation of £91 million for housing in 1982. 
400 new houses in the north central city area will be started immediately. A total of 1,600 houses will be built this year in the Dublin Corporation area, rising to 2,000 houses a year by 1984. Uh, Deputy Hawhey has committed to allocating a further £20 million to Dublin Corporation's budget. Deputies are reminded that it is customary for no interruptions to take place during a member's maiden speech. Deputy Hawhey committed himself to funding an immediate workforce of 500 men for the Dublin Corporation Environmental Work Scheme at a cost of £4 million. He committed to hiring 150 additional craftsmen for the Corporation's Repairs and Maintenance Service at a cost of £1,500,000. We should have some silence to hear the Deputy in possession without interruptions. Deputy Hawhey gave a commitment that the controversial and destructive motorway plan into the centre city will now not proceed. Deputy Hawhey gave a commitment to nationalise the vital 27 acres of the Dublin Port and Dock site and to develop it to serve the needs of centre city communities. He gave a commitment to provide a community school for the neglected centre city area at a cost of £3 million. Deputy Hawhey committed himself to the establishment of a national community development agency with a budget of £2 million. He made a major commitment to preschool education. He committed himself to advances in the taxation of derelict sites, of office developments, of financial institutions and of development land. Once a government has been elected, they will receive my support only insofar as only insofar as they pursue the programme of agreed commitments. Beg me a votile marshin our son on chopped o hookig to tohan la hayeg on tishik. I am I I am putting Atyakti. I am putting the question that Deputy Charles J. Hahi be nominated Taoiseach. And so the deal is done. The Gregory deal, as it'll be forever now. To read about it in the Irish Times the next day, you'd think it's a deal to sign away the forced barns of every couple in the state, rather than a programme of investment in one of its poorest communities. Then we get started on implementing it, and Charlie is as good as his word. Planning starts for the houses, the school, the docklands, a new inner city development authority. But then, in the middle of August, don't they catch a murderer? Malcolm MacArthur in the apartment of the Attorney General? Taoiseach, Taoiseach, Mr. Taoiseach can you explain what's going on? Can you explain what the Attorney General was doing Taoiseach, Taoiseach one question, please take one question. It was bizarre happening, an uh, unprecedented situation, uh, a grotesque situation, an almost unbelievable mischance. In the meantime, the national finances are a disaster. Charlie launches a new austerity drive. But then Fianna Fáil loses two TDs. One has a heart attack, another dies. Suddenly, Charlie doesn't have the numbers. Fianna Gael call a no-confidence vote and Charlie's government collapses. And that's the end of the Gregory deal. Some of the houses get built. We get the community school, Larkin College, though. Takes 17 years. The motorway's killed off for good, thank God. And the docks is transformed. Though an international financial services centre isn't quite what we had in mind for a community facility. 
In the meantime, Charlie's money catches up with him. But by the time he dies in 2006, he's been pretty well humiliated. And then cancer catches up with Tony in 2008. Now that's the year the bank guarantee and the budget that follows it is ferocious. Tony goes into the doll to speak against the education cuts that are coming in. Teacher to the last. He's terribly thin. Labour has a motion down against cuts and Tony goes looking to them for speaking time. Because, well, that's how the system works. As an independent, he has to beg for his time from the parties. And they don't give it to him. And that was his last time in the doll. He dies two months later in January 2009 at 61. And then, in 2015, a drugs war explodes on our doorsteps and suddenly everybody is interested in us again. The tea shock, Enda Kenny, he brings half his cabinet across the river to a meeting. It's like they're going into a jungle or something. And all the papers and the radio and in the doll, oh, it's all talk about the inner city problem again. And so they send another problem solver in to do another report. And this time they say, it's going to be different. <laughs> <laughs>